Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Circadian Moms. I'm Nicole Hartman, and with us today, as always, our wonderful co-host, Tina Matthews. How's it going, Tina? Good. How's it going? It's great. So today, we have uh, some very special guests with us. We have our husbands. Yeah. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> so I have my husband here. It's Jeff Hartman. And Tina? Um, my husband... Ahead? Nathan Matthews. Hello. So they're <laughs> they're excited to be on today and give the husband's perspective on a circadian lifestyle. Yeah, that's definitely what, definitely what we were going for here. So let's go ahead and jump right in. We're going to jump right in with a great question. On a scale of one to 10, how crazy do you think we are? Uh, when it when we started all this stuff, I would say on a ten's really crazy. Yeah, ten is the crazy. <laughs> but when you started talking about like copper wire being run into the house from the ground, I would say you're at a nine. Well, I don't. But that's not fair. You asked me the question, so if you're at a nine, but since then, if I've done my own education, learn more from you, I'd say you're now like a three. Ooh. So it's gotten better, but that's because she was speaking a different language at the time. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'm How scared about your answer. Uh, <laughs> kind of just like Jeff said in the beginning, there's definitely moments where I would have said a nine uh, <laughs> just because it was all so foreign. And um, just seeing her excitement with it was a little uh, off-putting for a second because <laughs> I haven't seen her get so overwhelmingly excited about very many things like that uh, in the latter stages of our relationship and growing into adults. But uh, yeah, after learning learning it and uh, understanding the principles behind it, I would say two or three. It's it's not that invasive, and that that to me is uh, extremely important. It's uh, I'd say it's like a, a low risk, high reward type of thing with with uh, circadium and the blue light blocking. It's just. It, it actually makes sense if you take a step back and just look at the fundamentals of it all. Except in the winter. He gets a little more frustrated, I think, in the winter when it gets dark early. And he's like, why are we living like vampires? Where's the lights? <laughs> Maybe it'll be different this year. We'll see. It, yeah. it is true. I, I think that's a really good point, though, that both of you made was it's all, it is like... You like I, I feel like as women, sometimes we get really excited about these kinds of concepts because you're I think Tina and I are probably very much the same we're solution solvers or solution finders and I think we just get very excited about something that's going to help to help our family yeah. and it's something I've had to like kind of learn over the years of okay Nicole you can't go out and buy all the things and spend you know all the money on all all of it and you know it doesn't it doesn't work whereas at least this this works and it's not expensive. So right. You're not like supplement searching all night long looking Absolutely. for that. Yeah. Yeah. That gets expensive. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right. Next question. Uh, now that you know what you know, what is your level of interest in circadian rhythm stuff? Uh, it's very high. I find it very intriguing uh, and it doesn't help. It, it also helps. I should say that, I've seen health benefits from it. So I've seen things like better sleep. Um, I'm, my body is definitely more ready to wind down at the end of the day. I don't feel like I'm wired when I'm trying to go to bed. 
um, really just overall better quality of life. So because of that, I've done a little bit more research on my own, reading some books about it. Just can't believe I said that. And um, yeah, it gets, it's really intriguing. <laughs> Like, it's like, I can't believe I just wrote a book about well, that. I don't have like, time to do read anything. I'm reading a book about like how to wind your way into winter and stuff. So yeah, it's different. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't like about Troy Palomalu or something. Well, in his I've read career, that book already. But, yeah, I know. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> how about you, Nathan? You can be um, honest. It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. I don't, again, I, I believe in the principles and I believe in anything that my wife is extremely passionate about, um, but I work a rotating swing shift. So I work nights every two weeks. So I'm moderately involved with this research because I know if I got too involved with it, I'd probably uh, have more difficulty uh, realizing the effects that the night shifts are having on my body. Uh, I, I feel them. But at the same time, I've, uh, you know, I got to provide for my family. We're a single income family over here. And uh, I just, the good has to outweigh the bad for me. So I know that ultimately, ideally, I, nobody would work a swing shift. We didn't have to. But unfortunately, I don't have that choice at this point in my career. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm moderately involved with it. But I actually hold back. Uh, on purpose a little bit because I'm maybe a little bit afraid of everything I'd, I'd come to learn in terms of how bad this swing shift may be affecting my circadian health. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Sorry, our dog is barking. <laughs> oh, you're okay. I <laughs> um, barely hear it. Yeah, I, the thing for, for him, and I, if I'm speaking for you, I'm sorry. Um, I, I think he, because we are, we're single income family too. And he's been fortunate enough to, he's worked, you know, a, a few jobs up until this point, And he was able to, to, to be full time with something that he, that he truly loves. And it was when you were able to make, to, to actually have that decision. I think that's when you saw your greatest health changes. Because up until then, you know, it was the 5 a.m. at the gym. It was, I have to wear a wearable because I'm a teacher and I, and I have to be able to see messages coming through for my other job. And yeah. it, it, it was almost like you were able to finally let yourself into that, into this lifestyle, I guess. I don't know if I'm yeah, speaking I, I for think, you. Yeah, I think you were, but it's fine. I, I think it comes, it, it's going to come to everyone a little bit differently. You know, some of the work shift work, I can't imagine what that's like, not only the, the toll on the body, but also how do you even try to manipulate circadian rhythm through that? I don't think you really can. If you can, it's extremely difficult. Which There's case, certain you start, things. So it's a job to do. do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yup. Yeah, because all the studies were done in the early 2000s on shift workers. So, I mean, those are all yeah. really good points to, to bring up because it is it is observable in, in how the impact of circadian rhythm, you know, if I'm awake and under light at, you know, 2 a.m., what is that truly doing and how is it impacting? But at the same time, like you said, it is that double-edged sword of, I, I still have to provide for my family. So, uh, you know, on the days that you're off or you're, you're working, I assume you work then, do you work daylight hours then every other? So every... Two weeks days, four on, four off, and then two weeks night shift, four on, four off. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on days and 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. on nights. So nights. that's like 
once absolutely. you get into a rhythm, you're then just switching. switching as soon as I get, catch my groove in that second yeah. week and that days or nights, then we switch back into something else. So, but I've actually done quite well with it. Um, as good as you can do, I guess, for not being able to actually get into a, an actual uh, good pattern. Um, there's other, it just is what it is. There's other time givers too. I mean, light's the main one, but food's another one. So like, you know, if you're fasting through the night shift, which I don't think he does that very often, but that would be my recommendation. Like fast through the night shift if you can and eat breakfast and then when you get up and before you go, I don't know. I think there's ways that you could work around it, but yeah. blue light blockers. Um, my prescription glasses at work have they only cut out so much blue light, but any little bit helps. I could actually just bring a pair of blue light blockers to work while I'm in the the control room area, which I spend the majority of my time in. I think that would help tremendously. Obviously, though, you, you want to be sleeping in those hours, so you just try your best, right? So. That's, that's what we do and definitely won't recommend swing shift work to the kids if they can help it for sure. <laughs> yeah, he, you kind of, not to that extent, but when, you know, because he does cover a, a sports team and so it's football. And so whenever there are night games and stuff, he's definitely, you know, he has to stay up and, and obviously watch the game. And then after that, it's, you know, a few podcasts and then to write a bunch and so during the regular season, you know, you're you're not getting to bed till sometimes two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But he's noticed with the preseason, just like you said, if I'm able to wear some blue blockers, whether it be the yellow ones or the orange or the red ones, it's allowing you then whenever it is time to go to sleep to actually go to sleep. It used to be so. a challenge. It used to be when I would go to bed, work is done. I've been staring at a computer, staring at a television screen that I would find myself laying in bed and it felt like I was wired. Like it felt like my body just wasn't ready to calm down. Now, sometimes it's the excitement of a game. It was a really exciting game, but uh, now at least in the small sample size of a three game preseason, uh, it's been a lot easier. So those mitigation strategies have worked so far. You see that Kirk Cousin wears bullet blockers? He's a different guy. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers dabbles in that type of stuff too. And, and they have an open mind to this stuff. Everyone calls them kooks and crazy, but Hey, they're smart that their body is really important for their profession. Yeah. No, I thought that was nice to see. Uh, Kirk, I'm a fan of Kirk cousins, Aaron Rodgers as well, but yeah. it, the information's out there. It just, it, people just have to decide if they, they want to uh, allow it, allow themselves to open their minds up to it or not. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point. All right, moving on to the next question. And we kind of did answer these. Do you think that this is an achievable lifestyle? Yes. Uh, I, I think that the person that's getting ready to dip their toe in the water has to be prepared for the questions. Um, so, for instance, if you go to work and you're going to wear your yellows or your reds, your blue light blocking glasses, you've got to be prepared for the questions potential ridicule, I guess, uh, if that might be the case. Uh, but you know, also other ways of doing it don't have to be public. Um, if you go out in the morning and you get morning sun and you step in the grass and you do all that stuff in bare feet, well, no one's going to see that. Except so that's just your neighbors who <laughs> say that your kids are going to catch pneumonia, you know, but which whatever. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But I, I think that it is achievable for whatever level you want or need. 
It's just, are you willing to do everything that it requires? That's just my own personal opinion. Makes sense. Yeah, good points. Um, Yeah, I think it's certainly achievable. I think it should be honestly desirable for most households, not in the sense of they need to be fully entrenched in it, but just back to the basic principles, um, getting up when, when sunrise is happening, getting away from blue light screens or screens in general, too much screen time, whether it be for adults or children, I think it's proven to be uh, detrimental. So that's why I, I got on board with this pretty quickly because it's not hard for any of us to see uh, that too much screen time can be a, a negative and anything that can get us closer to back to nature and how, how things were originally designed certainly isn't going to hurt anything. We live in a uh, really exciting digital world and there's so many advancements being made at a rapid pace, but at the same time, it's at what price, right? So uh, doing this, I've already seen growth in our family and even in myself as well. Uh, Tina's always looked out for myself in terms of screen time. I'm a big sports guy myself, (laughs) fantasy. I'm a Lions fan, NFL fan. And she's constantly leveled me in that saying, hey, take a step back. And uh, so it's been very beneficial for us. And I think more and more people should uh, should take a look into it. I think it'd be beneficial for every household. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. See, yeah, even if you're not doing like the the blockers or anything, cutting out a little bit of screen time. I mean, they're showing that to like be huge with the mental issues that kids are dealing with lately. Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just like, I know that when our kids were, well, I guess when our oldest was still in school and I, you know, you'd go pick them up in the middle of the day and you have little kindergartners walking down the hallway, carrying their tablets or iPads and, you know, their cell phones. Right. (laughs) Right. And you're thinking, well, even you, he used to be a school teacher and just thinking that, Okay, all day I am glued to this this thing that's constantly emitting light at me and never wants maybe how many minutes they get for recess? 15? Roughly, yeah. 15 minutes a day to be able to 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 go outside and it's like you think about the 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 future ramifications of that that's they're they're quite horrendous. So I just can't understand why they're doing it when other countries are showing more benefits to the kids being outside, learning how to read later, doing like, you know, the real sit down for seven hours a day, like later on after the age of seven or eight, I think. And we're starting it at five. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's insane. Speaking of that, um, what are some changes that you all have noticed in your children? Let them go first. Okay. Well, my, just their their desire and excitement to get outside, it's actually turned into like a friendly competitive thing among the siblings. Uh, we did this hour chart uh, back, back around New Year's and they marked every time they checked the box, every time they're outside for an hour. And obviously they all wanted to have more hours than one another. They're finding different ways to go outside, even in subpar weather. Uh, and the, you know, screens are addictive. Tablets, shows, you name it. We we all experience it ourselves. And sometimes the kids uh, will have 
you know, too much of that forbidden, forbidden fruit as well. And, and it'd be hard to get them off, off the screen or come up with ideas for them to, for alternatives that is not involving sitting down in front of a screen. And all this has made that a lot easier, more organic for them to just desire to go outside and not say, hey, can I watch this show all the time? Not to say that it still doesn't happen, but the rate in which it does happen is a lot less frequent. So for that, I'm very appreciative. Well, then everything with Abel on top of all that. Yeah, my son's, I'm sure you already know all about my oldest son and his immune system deficiencies that he had coming up and those have all improved exponentially. Uh, I really, just the level of worry that I, I had for him, even a couple of years ago compared to what I have now is a lot different, a lot less. What about you guys? I mean, I think it all started in, in 2020 when things were, as we call it, really stupid. And um, we were forced to just be home. And how many days was it we did the walking challenge? We did 60 days. We did. We tried to do a 60 day walking challenge and our kids would watch television prior to that. And, and sometimes more often than we really wanted. And we decided we're going to do this as a family. So every day, no matter what, weather doesn't matter, we're going to walk for 60 straight days. And we did, we walked in the pouring down rain. We walked in the snow. It was freezing. Uh, wind doesn't matter. And we were out there with them every time. And I, I think that without that challenge, we, where we put, the roots in the ground. There's no way our kids would be the way they are today, only three years later, in terms of wanting to go outside. And I think when you talk about the benefits of, like, how has it benefited the children? I think you don't realize it until they see you see the alternatives. So not in other kids. Let's say we go to my parents' house and there's more television and there's around blue light in the evenings. Well, what is the difference? Well, it's harder for them to fall asleep. It's harder for them to wind down. They feel like they're wound up by a motor in the evening, whereas here in our house, it's not that way at all. Their bodies are slowly starting to slow down as the sun's going down. And so it's not until, for me at least, that we saw the opposite of what we're used to, that you notice the true change in your kids. But they like being outside. They love being outside now. And um even our son, who I never in a million years when he was little would have thought that he'd be that kid that's outside all day, every day. Yet he is. So, yeah, sometimes yeah, outside very, more than the girls. It's been very beneficial, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to know that, you you know, like, again, as like moms, I think sometimes we're, we're just seeking, I don't want to say maybe validation. Do you think that's a good word? We're seeking yeah. that validation from, obviously, our husbands, our, our significant others that – Okay, we're not crazy. We're we're not the only one seeing these changes. So that that's great that you all have noticed it too. Um, and then changes in yourselves. I I mean, what what about you? Um, I think it's hard harder for him because he is still on that swing shift. And I mean, hopefully, there's an, like a new job ahead for him. I think this overall awareness to alternative, you know, ways of health, definitely that's where I've seen the biggest change. It's opened up my mind. I've, my mind's already been opened up since, you know, we had our oldest nine years ago and he faced certain issues and then researching Western medicine and, and how they practice. And, you know, Tina, I, I still remember her quoting it a long time ago that, you know, Western medicine was more designed to, to um, treat things rather than cure them. And, you know, I'm all about curing it. 
I want to find the source and I, I, I want to nip in the butt. And obviously we do know in this life that there's some things that we, we cannot cure ourselves. And we have to accept that as well, which, you know, I, I came to grips with, with my son's peanut allergy and, and things like that. Um, but uh, if, if there's a way to, to find the source and, and cure things at the root, I'm all about that. And I think this, this circadium falls right in line with that, that it can, it can definitely cure ailments and, and issues that we have. And it's not as simple as just giving somebody a daily vitamin and saying, all right, yeah, I did my part. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I still think he'll outgrow the peanut allergy, but eventually. I think so. Yeah, yeah it's possible. But if he doesn't, I'm okay with that too. You know, I it just is what it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, for me individually, I think that a lot of changes that happen in the human body, regardless of what you're talking about, you have to be open to it. You have to be willing to accept it. A quick story, I remember the first time I took hot yoga. <laughs> we were in this little tiny yoga studio and it's probably, it felt like it was 95 degrees and it's in the middle of winter. And I was, it was, amazing. I was, it was great <laughs> in the long run. I was struggling. I'm a weightlifter. I don't like this stuff. And then finally at some point in the class, I said, you just got to allow yourself to experience it. And then after that, it was amazing. Like I had a really great experience. I feel like, uh, with this stuff and I'm very thankful that my job did change, uh, when I did abandon the wearable watch, you know, that had the Bluetooth technology, I've uh, left the gym and work out from home every morning. I'm outside with the sun as it's going up and I'm working out in the garage. I go put my feet in the grass. Cause I, I guess I felt like for me, if I'm going to give this a legitimate shot, I've got to give a legitimate shot. So I am on my computer and on my phone a lot during the day because of my job. I wear glasses all day, every day, basically. Take a lot of breaks. Outside. I try to take a lot of breaks. Yeah. And I have noticed a lot of benefits. Um, with the stress, um, some of my skin ailments are starting to clear up. Um, sleep is a million times better. And so I know that helps with the healing process and things like that. Um, but for me, it all, I think it all started with me just will be being willing to accept that this could change me and not going in, going into it with a, this is never going to work. Cause I think when you have that attitude, it, it'll never work no matter what. So yeah, that's just my own sure. personal experience. And oftentimes I think Tina, we, we've talked about this before is it's not just one thing that that leads to healing it's oftentimes that you know like the cumulative effect of all yeah of so. and even the mindset of it like we're gonna do this and it's gonna work and going into it with positivity rather than like this is never gonna work because then it just won't yeah absolutely i think it's good to hear too i mean you're essentially like a hippie who loves sports yeah that's how i describe <laughs> myself yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much same here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we never had to like work for the grounding or like getting sun on the skin. Like if he goes outside or like we're chasing after the kids, we're not most of the time we're not going to put our shoes on. We're just going to run out there. So I think we were kind of already living that part before. Yeah. Same for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. I would just embrace it a little bit differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Last question here. Thoughts when when we first started talking about light at night, you know, going to see the sunrise, turning off the Wi-Fi and oh, uh, like trying <laughs> and then like like taking off the wearable. Were you like maybe this goes back to question one, like that scale of one to ten. How crazy did it seem at that time? 
for me, um, like the, I guess because I'd never done the research myself. So I'm going off of what you say. And I'm sure there were times where you explained it very thoroughly and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but I know. But there were times where it's like, okay, we have to turn the wireless off at night. Well, well, why? Like, I don't understand it. And because when I get up, I don't want to have to come down here and wait for it to fire up. I need to do work sometimes early in the morning. And it doesn't help. I know Nicole's talked about this on the podcast. We have awful cell phone reception in our house. So if the Wi-Fi is not on, like I can't do hardly anything. There's like little pockets in our house where I can go. (laughs) One of them is a bathroom. I can sit there and I can actually do work. So that that was more frustrating than anything, but you learn to adapt and you learn to live with it. Um, you know, the, the, the glasses, the, the lights at night, I have never bothered me. Yeah. Um, turning off lights at night, like, like we go to my parents' house and it is like, oh my, oh my God, gosh. guns blazing. Every time you go to a room, like every light's on. Oh, you need the light on. You need the light on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, and they come here and they probably think we are vampires, as you all said earlier <laughs> in the podcast. But uh, no, I mean, it, I didn't think you were... It was just different. And so again, you have to find your way, your own way. And so I had to kind of do my own educating, talking with you, listening with you. And then slowly we're, we found our way to the same path. Just had to blaze my own trail. Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We actually started turning the Wi-Fi off like years before we found all the rest of it. But so we had already kind of dealt with that, but anytime it like wouldn't turn on right away or it would, just not work. He'd be like, "Oh, this is because we turn it off at night." <laughs> no, I, I'd say it's like at eight in terms of the craziness, in terms of the the lights in the evening and the Wi-Fi. I was used to, but even last night, she unplugged it on me at I don't know, maybe quarter after nine, <laughs> and I wasn't ready to go to bed yet. But and we don't have service here, and we get zero service here as well. Just a dead zone, like. I can't call people unless I'm on Wi-Fi calling here. I won't even receive a call unless I'm on yeah. Wi-Fi, which I'm appreciative of now. You know, based on this this yeah. you know new realization on things. Um, but I'd be lying to you to say that there isn't times where something happens in the middle of the night and I got to go out and find a flashlight, but I can't see anything. <laughs> you know, there's definitely been more than a handful of times. Like if I could only see right now, you know, and sometimes I'm I'll even be on the phone with like one of my brothers and like, well, why don't you just turn on the light? And it's like, you don't understand, you know? <laughs> so yeah, they can definitely be more vampire people for sure. But uh... yeah, anytime someone turns on a light, everyone turns and looks at me with like scared eyes. Like, oh my gosh, mom's going to freak out. Yeah. Even when we're at our in-laws, like her mother will do it. Like, oh no, did I make a serious mistake? But <laughs> she's bought a lot of, uh, what are the bulbs? Incandescent. Incandescent bulbs. Which is better. I mean, it was nice of them to switch out all their bulbs for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's times it can be frustrating. But, yeah, like you guys said, you just get used to it. And it's really not that big of a deal. And in terms of the kids, that's all they know. And it does not bother them. So. Yeah, I'd say that, that one of our daughters, um, his mom was, was over one time and staying and she's like, oh, I just haven't, my mother-in-law was saying, I just haven't slept well. And my oldest daughter, she's like, okay, so here's what you need to do. You're going to go into the bathroom. You're not going to turn on the light with the fan because that's too bright. You're going to take a nice warm shower. And then when you go downstairs, you're not going to turn on any of the lights. You can turn on the red light that's down there. And then you just, she says, you don't look at your phone. You just go to sleep. 
And so then what does my mother-in-law do? Turns on the light with the brightest light, turns the light going on downstairs and just, it's just like, oh, well. <laughs> I think it's funny that the kids kind of know already though. Yeah, I think yeah. they know. I think they feel it. Like they the do. Yeah. Well, even now, like now that we're used to not using the bright LEDs, if we turn those on, I'll get a headache instantly. And I never, that was not something that happened to me before this. So I don't know if that's a negative or a positive, but I definitely <laughs> notice it. Now you can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'll just take blue blockers everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And we do. We've become probably the strange people at our uh, kids' jiu-jitsu class. We wear the yellow <laughs> yellow lights. And I was I was reading the mitochondriac manifesto the other night, and some little like seven-year-old walks by. She goes, I like your glasses. And she goes, What are you reading? <laughs> I said, oh, oh just the mitochondriac manifesto. And she's like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like my favorite book. <laughs> Do you so, guys wear yours to the grocery store or no? No, I haven't done that yet. I try not to be in there for too long. And then I, I, I think sometimes, too, I try to err on the side of I don't personally, I don't want my kids or, or our kids to think that we're like, we can be normal, I guess you could say. Like, you know, I mean, we already eat so differently, and uh, I don't know. I, I base that on when, where I am, based on where I, like, where it is in the day. So if I go to the grocery store and it's in the middle of the day, I won't wear them. Uh, but when we go to MMA, uh, normally. The, the kids on Mondays and Wednesdays, it's at night. It's at night yeah. So I wear those so that when I leave, my body's already like had that block. So it just also depends on how long we're going to be there. So mixed martial arts, you could be there for over two hours. So that's a right. long time to have all that artificial light in your eyes. So that's why we take them there. But Do you yeah. wear yours in the grocery store? Um, all of my orange ones are broken. All I have right now are red. So <laughs> I... Yeah. Walking to the grocery. I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? Yeah. These are eventually going to be things that everybody like, you guys are already doing them, which is awesome. And uh, if Tina continues on this path and our family's not going anywhere in terms of being on the path, I think it's something we need to do. And hopefully we'll get a couple of people to say, hey, what are you wearing? Or why are you doing that? And, you know, we just keep it simple for them. Obviously I'll let Tina do the talking, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not that out of bounds. I mean, it makes sense. LED lights have not been around for that long of a time. Not and long at all. Things have more effects on our bodies than, than what the manufacturers like to tell us. So I think keep, keep it up and we'll get a couple pair of the, the yellow ones and we'll be afraid to wear them when we have to as well. So. There you go. That sounds like the okay yeah. to put in an order. Yeah. <laughs> Use Nicole's discount kit. She has a discount. Oh, she has man. a code too. No, I can't figure out. I do have a discount and somebody used it, but I don't know how to link my PayPal. What are you going to do? Mm. I tried. Maybe I'll use yours. Use yours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can get it. Now that <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hard. Anyway. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us. We have two questions, but I think we should save those for the next 
show. Yeah, do you want to save them for next week? Save them for the next show. Okay. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you all sending in questions. So thank you all for joining us. I think it's nice to hear a uh, a male perspective. The spouse's perspective. Because yeah. every single family has this where it's like, wait, we're doing what now? Yeah. So it's interesting. Absolutely. So thank you all. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah, same. Yeah. All right. And join in next week for, what is it, episode five or six next week? Something like that, yeah. Yep, for episode five or six next week <laughs> with Modern Circadian Moms. <laughs> awesome. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.